You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. What's going on? You're now tuned in to Pin Drop Discussions. This is your host, Tyler Parker, and I'm very excited to bring you episode 50. This is episode two of this season called SIPT, S-I-P-T-T, and that is Self-Truth and Identity, Proving a Purposeful Transformation. And without further ado, I'm ready to get into it, and I hope you guys are excited as well. So imagine yourself five years from now with all of your short-term goals accomplished most of your long-term goals underway or completed and then you get sick out of nowhere and find out that you have months to live because of some disease that could have been avoided so i'm not sure if i'm going to pronounce this right so bear with me nosocomphobia is the fear of hospitals and atrophobia is the fear of doctors so today we're going to explore a little bit of that and i want you to write down three things that you are fearful of regarding your health And that could be regarding going to the doctor, the building itself, um, just the diagnosis, um, or anything like that, right? So the reason that I bring that up today is because um, part of the reason why I took a lengthy break, I mean, not as lengthy as the last break, which was like seven months, but it's been like three weeks, and I was like, you know, I'm going to upload the episodes every Monday as... uh, because I went back to the doctor um, to get my knee examined because I was like, I'm, I'm having troubles, um, you know, running and, you know, I've been having troubles running and moving and I'm like, it just doesn't feel right, you know, and this is like after people are like, oh, nothing's wrong. So I actually had, you know, um, physicians before I, physicians in the civilian world before I got into the military tell me, you know, like there's nothing wrong. They did like x-rays and they're like, oh, nothing's wrong. We're good. You're good. So, um, I was like, okay, I'm I'm fine, and uh, so I went and had an MRI like three weeks ago, um, and they said, well, yeah, no, actually, I'm sorry, it was two weeks ago, and they were like, oh, well, you've got, um, I forgot what it was called, but it's like, uh, it was it was like multiple, I had some sort of multiple fractures or something like that, and I was like, okay, multiple, I don't know, I can't remember the exact terminology, but I was like. Oh, that's weird because everybody kept telling me that it's, you know, okay and it's fine. And uh, come to find out that I had torn my ACL, my meniscus, and I was missing cartilage in my knee. So they've got to do three surgeries to repair that. And, um, you know, I was like, well, this is uh, very interesting considering that I have not known about this at all. And I've been pushing myself 
and you know i was taking those naproxen i was taking um, a bunch of other NSAIDs because i was like i just need to you know numb the pain i just need to you know get through this training i just need to you know what i'm saying get to the next level so i can continue doing what i'm doing and um you know just taking pain medication to numb out the pain as opposed to going to see what's wrong with the pain was a part of my thought process because i did not want to go to the doctor you know, like I've never wanted to go to the doctor. Um, when I was in boot camp, I had to have my wisdom teeth removed. And I was like, yo, wait a minute. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, you've got four. Four wisdom teeth have to come out. And I'm like, yo, um, I've never had surgery. I've never done any of that. I don't I don't like the sound. Of that. I don't even like needles. So uh, the last time I got my blood drawn um, in the civilian world, uh, they uh, nurse literally had to, like, hold me down. She's like, you too big for this. I'm like, man, listen. <laughs> I don't like needles, okay? I don't. So, um, you know, transitioning into the military world, like the first thing they did in boot camp was like, uh, it was. I think it was day two was the shots. I had like five of those shots, and I was like, yo, this is, uh, I'm good. I don't ever want to, you know, have to have another one of these needles until I need to. So, like, next year, I'll be fine. And, um, yeah, that was a... Uh, an eye-opening experience for me um, whenever they had to, uh, whenever they found out that I had anemia because they put like an IV in my arm and one, I had two IVs, like one in one arm, one in the other one, and they still had to draw blood. So they had to like poke my hand. I was like, yo, this is, uh, this is crazy. And um, I just had to get to the point where I was comfortable with uh, allowing myself to get the treatment that I needed. You know, because I was like, you know, if I if I allow this to continue, um, then I really wouldn't know what's going on inside of my own body. And I can't, for one, talk about, you know, bridging the gap between mental health, spiritual health and physical health if my physical health is actually not intact. So physical health is more than um, just working out, running, diet. It's actually knowing what's going on inside of your body. Like, of course, the aspect of being and feeling yourself, feeling the things that are in your, uh, that are going on internally in your body, um, and reflecting on the, uh, things that are going on outside of your body, like with your, with your mental process, like, um, just thinking about stress and anxiety and not allowing those things to corrupt you internally because everything that happens on a physical level also happens on a spiritual level. So, um, you know, like there's a, there's a reaction. So, you know, I was like, okay, I know I need to address these things spiritually, but now physically I need a diagnosis. I need to know what's going on because I know something is different with the way that my body feels. And that is a big part of being. And uh, I'm very, very, very pleased with the fact that, um, you know, we're going to get this taken care of. Not pleased with the fact that I'm going to have surgery because um, I've never had surgery. Still don't like needles, um, but I'm now more so adjusted to the idea of having this procedure done so that I can, you know, live the correct, live in the fulfillment of who I am as far as like my physical body, you know, like at least it'll be corrected. So now I can go out and say, okay, now I can do these push-ups, now I can do these sit-ups, now I can drink water, now I can eat healthy. Not saying that I couldn't do it before, but it's like if you do that and you still have it, it's it's like putting a band-aid on a um on a wound that needs a tourniquet. You know? So it's like if you've got a bigger problem, then it really doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, because you're not addressing the the root problem. And not saying that that is my root issue. 
but that's a that's a pretty big issue if i start even though i continue to um you know run on that knee and um just try to push myself to limits then i i could end up hurting myself further which would be pushing myself further back and i you know i know if i get pushed back anymore that my mental state is not going to uh to be in the place that i need to be in order to operate in the fulfillment of who i am and who i know i am because you know like setbacks are a uh, you know, that's the, <laughs> I wanted to use a, a swear word, but uh, setbacks are a, um, they're painful, you know, because you're, for me, they're painful because I've had a lot of setbacks. And there was a phrase um, that I remember, I was at a church, it was probably like 12 or 13 years old, and um, the one of the speakers, his name was uh, DeWestern Haywood, and he said, Every setback is a setup for a comeback. And I've lived by that, you know, and I put that on, um, like my, I put that on shirts. I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is for me. I need this because I feel like I've had so many setbacks in life that I'm ready for my, for my comeback. And a lot of the setbacks were because of myself, because of my mind, you know, I was like, well, I feel like, you know, I need to rush and, rush and do this because I feel like I'm on a time schedule according to the way that other people judge me and according to the way that other people handle me. And I was actually walking outside earlier and talking to God about that uh, because this that part of health, that part of spiritual health that is in connection with that part of uh, mental health and um, physical health is the connection in the relationship that we have with God. And uh, I know that some people might not um, agree with that, but that that is perfectly fine. So this is where I find my divine connection. Um, I find it in these moments where uh, I'm able to understand what is going on with my within myself and this larger picture. So God told me to literally recalibrate and proceed. So there's this uh this little acronym I was gonna use for today. It was gonna be um embrace, recalibrate, and proceed. ERP. E R P. Embrace, recalibrate, and proceed. You have to embrace the things that are causing these the the your mind to want to rush or your mind to want to be distracted. Um, or causing your mind to want to venture out into something else because you don't want to deal with what's going on and you have to recalibrate and by recalibrate that means uh that's like meditation um recalibrate is a word that i learned in boot camp but you know we had to um it was an exercise where you inhale for seven seconds you one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand four one thousand five one thousand six one thousand seven one thousand exhale one, two, and then you exhale to seven, and then you do that. You do that for uh, you do that three times. So inhale seven seconds, exhale for seven seconds. Inhale, for, inhale and hold it. That's what it is. Inhale and hold it for seven seconds, and then you exhale for seven seconds. So each time for for three uh, for for three reps. So um, you know, just allowing yourself to breathe. 
and after you in after you have embraced that process and you've come to know the truth of the matter and like with me the truth of my matter is i need to have surgery so i've got to embrace that you know it's like it's it's going to require needles it's going to require me being put to sleep there are risks um they're very minimal but there are risks um because i had a when, when I got my wisdom teeth removed, my lip was numb for, like, weeks. I was like, yo, what happened? Probably, and I was like, oh, they probably just hit a nerve. I'm like, okay. Oh, that's not exactly what I want to hear, you know? It's like, oh, you need this, and you hit a nerve. Come, like, listen listen to me. My nerves were fine before you went in my mouth and started, uh, you know, surgically removing my teeth. So, uh, you know, there's always going to be risks when there's a greater reward. I'm not sure what the reward is for removing um, removing the wisdom teeth. I, I don't have as many headaches. Um, so I'm, I'm sure there's a greater reward, but you know, they were like, they were gonna do it regardless. So I didn't have time to look up or uh, research uh, the risk versus the reward there, but I just know they're out and I'm better for it, you know? Um, and the last step, is proceed. So after you recalibrate, you have to proceed with whatever comes next. And whatever comes next can either be good or bad. And it is not our place to judge as, um, as, as beings, as human beings, we are not uh, able to accurately judge what is good and what is bad, because we don't know, ultimately, you know, like, Something that I think is good right now may not be good in like two or three years or something I think might be bad, like having my wisdom teeth removed. I might think I might have think that that was just the worst thing, you know, and maybe like a year or two, it'll be like, oh, hey, well, that was actually a great thing. So, you know, it, it always depends on uh, perception. So just being able to embrace this idea of not putting a limitation on this 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 concept of whatever has to happen has to happen and it has to happen now and not, and saying you know well I'm not going to say it's going to be good or bad I'm just going to allow this to to transpire is going to be ultimately beneficial for us going forward and um yeah that that is my my little tidbit on today and um, just to sum it up, I asked in the beginning if you could write down three things that you were fearful of regarding your health. So I'll share with you my three things regarding my health. I am terrified of diagnosis that I just don't want to hear. You know, like I, I don't like bad news. Um. One of the second thing is I don't like uh, not that I don't like doctors. I just don't like the the idea of telling them everything and then getting that diagnosis, you know. Um, so sometimes not sometimes I prior to this knee um, ex experience, you know, I didn't share everything. I'd be like, oh, you know, well, I'm fine. I'm I'm quite all right. Uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> Like, I would talk to the doctors like I would talk to my friends, you know, like, how's everything going? Oh, I'm, I'm all right. You know, because I, I, first off, I didn't want my uh, insurance to to be like, oh, well, we can't cover this. And now you've just got to live with this, whatever this is, and we can't do anything about it. 
hate it, hate that, hate that idea. So I would lie to, the, well, not lie to the doctors, but I would omit things. So, you know, and omitting things is definitely a lie. So I would lie to the doctors. Um, and then my last thing is I don't like needles. I've said it multiple times. <laughs> I still don't like needles. Um, you know, I joke with my friends often. I'm like, yo, if I feel like I can take all these needles, then I might as well just go out and get these tattoos or get a tattoo, get a sleeve. You know, I'm I'm tattooless right now. And uh, I feel like if I keep getting poked and prodded around, like I'm I'm definitely going to going to get a tattoo at some point. Uh, I probably won't, though. Um, I like art, love art, but I don't think tattoos are for me. Uh, so if you would uh, join me in um, ripping that list up. Right. Ripping that list of fears up because we're no longer going to operate in fear, especially regarding our health. Um, we're going to move forward and we're going to know what we need to know uh, regarding our health. If there is something that we need to fix, then we'll fix it. You know, if it's something that we need to be aware of, then we should be aware of it. And with that being said, um, we're releasing that fear and letting it go right now. And uh I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is gonna be a great day. Well, today is gonna be a great day. We got the uh, New Year's coming up right around the corner, and more pin drop discussions coming for you very soon. And I'm actually getting ready to uh, work on my next topic, which is gonna be on pin drop discussions conversations, and it is regarding the uh, information that I uh, learned yesterday while visiting the African American History Museum. I was um, I won't say instructed, but, uh, one of my friends, she definitely, um, encouraged me to share my experience with the, uh, with my, with my podcast, um, platform. And, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to do that. I think I'm ready to do that. Uh, because there's a lot of things that I just, <sighs> shake my head at <laughs> and um you know I'm I'm excited to share that with you uh it's very very emotional and it's going to be kind of like a venting session so I won't necessarily uh attach it to the pin drop discussions that platform that has become so I, I want to share that on pin drop discussions conversations even though it won't really be a conversation with anybody because uh, the conversations platform is more so for like interviews but I mean, hey, you're more than welcome to call my phone, call in, and we can have a conversation about it. And I'll put you on the podcast. My um, information is available on www.pendrivediscussions.com, and uh, also, I'm pretty sure you can uh, you can just reach out through Facebook. And I should be getting another phone at some point, so that you know, well, another phone number so that people can call in. Uh, I don't want everybody to just bug this phone number because uh, sometimes I do not answer it and I'll <laughs> discuss that later. Um, but yeah, you guys have a great day. Um, be great. Peace. It's your apartment speaking and I need some favors. When you're singing in the shower, just try going up a key. You're trying to be an alto when really you're a soprano. Oh, and if you could bundle your renters and car insurance with GEICO, it's easy to do online and we could save money. And then... 
When you read your murder mysteries at night, could you read out loud? But skip the murder parts because I get scared. Geico. For bundling made easy, go to geico.com today. Let's make Vision Zero a reality in D.C. Almost half of D.C.'s traffic fatalities come from impaired driving. These deaths are 100% preventable. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. Never drive impaired. D.C. police are arresting drunk and drugged drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. A message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department.